What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Wooster's Breakaway is brought to you by grit and toughness and beating the hell out of your opponents on the ice and never getting pushed around and always being on top of the opponent's fist and fisticuffs and fighting and throwing to the ground and shoving and pushing and fighting and Tom Wilson never alive again and all these things. And of course, you, the listener, patreon.com, you are the supporter of this podcast. Let's get to Mark Messier, have our good friend Fitz on the show today. Talk a lot about grit and toughness. Surprise. Talk a lot about Igor Shosturkin. Talk a lot about Ryan Reeves and everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks. And Greg has a little bit of a mental breakdown about some things you probably know about at the end of the show. So fun. Here's Mark Messier. Let's get to it, huh? Hi, everybody. It's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Welcome to the Bullshit Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead of Patreon.com slash Bullshit Breakaway, where you can listen to all our BSB OTs every single week. We do two episodes a week, this one and the OT. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. Greg, say hello. I'm not feeling like it today, if I'm being honest. Is there some reason behind that? No, we are not talking. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, did, I, did what any, I did what any mature 32-year-old would do uh, when they were given just heartbreaking news. I turned off all social media, turned off my phone, and watched the entirety of season one of High School Musical, the musical, the series, and started season two. Right. I did the same thing with Ted Lasso. The exact same thing. Uh, so that's good. I'm, I'm glad. I, we won't talk anything more about that, but we have a lot of interesting Ranger stuff to discuss. And I guess the number one thing off the board here is the Ryan Reeves trade, and then the Ryan Reeves extension. <laughs> so uh, I'm laughing because... Uh, the extension was completely unnecessary. I think I think it was agreed upon beforehand that they were going to extend him before they traded for him. And yet, uh, two things can be true here, Greg. I can like Ryan Reeves. I can enjoy having Ryan Reeves on my team. And I can still say that this is an absolute... I don't, disaster is not the word because a disaster is the Buchnevich trade. But... 
Waste of space. Waste of management. Uh, waste of sorry. Waste of assets. And we're asset men on this podcast. Discussed it last week, mm. big time. A third for Ryan Reeves when he didn't have room to play on the Vegas roster. Uh, feels strange. Listen, I know, I know, Gallant, and and maybe you disagree with me here, but let's see. Gallant feels to have a, uh, a pretty big grasp of over how this roster is being shaped with Chris Drury. It feels like they are working together very closely, and I'm sure he advocated for Ryan Reeves to get traded for uh, to the New York Rangers. So a third-round pick, uh, which feels like a lot for a fourth-line guy that will likely not play all the time, feels like a bad asset management, and uh, like Gallant had uh, some part into that. Let's start there. Yeah, it definitely gives the impression that you had to convince Vegas to trade him, right? That we're not saying we're not saying it's an egregious overuse of assets, right? Because at the end of the day, it's a third round pick, and anything outside of the top twenty picks, really, it's kind of different shades of gray. Mm-hmm. Every way you slice it, just about everyone taken after a certain point in the draft, the odds of them ever becoming NHL regulars is just minuscule, really tiny. But at the same time, we know that NHL GMs value these mid-round picks a little bit more than maybe some other sports would. And it does – a third-round pick gives the impression that you had to convince Vegas to trade this guy. And got to tell you, Ryan, between, you know, everything we've read about Vegas' offseason, everything we've seen about Ryan Reeves, how he's used by that team, seems odd that you had to convince him to trade him. Does seem odd, but then, you know, all the reports otherwise are, hey, Vegas is really going to miss this guy. He was a big part of their chemistry and atmosphere. And, and listen, dude's electric. He's an electric factory. Right right away, uh, just endearing himself to the New York Ranger fans, everything on social media, just clearly an easy guy to root for. By all accounts, a good dude. Uh, did have a questionable hit in the playoffs, as to which I said I did not want Ryan Reeves on this team on that episode, I think like six weeks ago. Here we are. He is on this team, uh, and I'm sure I will learn to love Ryan Reeves. He will be the Tanner Glass of this this period of Rangers history. He's probably yeah. better than Tanner Glass ever was at hockey very easily. Uh, sorry, Tanner. I love you. But I, he'll be another scapegoat on, on many, many nights here. Yeah, and I'll also say people the, the the population of Rangers Twitter, Rangers media usage that say, oh, Ryan Reeves will be the reason why Tom Wilson won't do what Tom Wilson normally does. Tom Wilson does whatever the fuck he wants because he's an idiot. I don't think Tom Wilson takes into consideration who he's going up against or he's also done it with Reeves on the ice. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. He, he just doesn't care. And nobody, if if Tom Wilson wants to take a run at Artemi Panarin, he's not going to think about it because Ryan Reeves is there. He's just going to fucking do it. There, there's no such thing as, What's the oh fuck? What's the word I'm looking for? I'm blanking. This time. <laughs> I'm just laughing because um, the f bobs are so funny. What 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 is the word I'm looking for? Try fuck. <laughs> no, no, got that one. There's deterrent. There is no such ah. thing as a deterrent in the NHL. There's none because not for guys like Tom that's Wilson. That's the other thing. Like if Ryan Reeves does something, that's going to force someone else on the other team to do something to someone not named Ryan Reeves. I know uh, it's. It's and we're gonna have our friend Fitz on later, where we'll talk about toughness and grit. I'm sure extensively uh, with him. But it's it's such an interesting. It's like James Dolan went to the two games versus the Ranger uh, Rangers versus Islanders, where the Rangers got their crap kicked in. 
just absolutely utterly dismantled and destroyed. The season was over at that point. It was supposed to be big games to go, and he was like, you know what? Now we need to fight everybody. Make sure we fight everybody. And they got... But the Islander games weren't, like, quote-unquote, physical. They weren't. The they Islanders were dismantling. Were better team. Yes. Yeah. I don't think getting someone like Ryan Reeves and, like, getting Barclay Goodrow, that is the correct way to make your team harder to play against, right? Because he is a forward that makes your team more defensively sound and allows your offensive players to do what they do best without having to really worry about some of the smaller intricacies of the game. Absolutely. And the presence of Barclay Goodrow gets a guy like Mika Zibanejad off the penalty kill. And it, it, it buys him more time to do the things that Mika Zibanejad does well. And players like Pavel Buchnevich, kind of the same thing. The, Ryan Reeves doesn't make the Rangers better. The New York Rangers aren't a better team because Ryan Reeves is here. They'll definitely be more entertaining. It'll be more the fun content to watch will as be a fan. Amazing. Yeah, he's a great dude. It seems like I w- I I I look forward to having the person Ryan Reeves on the New York Rangers. The problem is the per- the player Ryan Reeves just isn't going to give you anything. He's, it's just going to be six minutes of Ryan Reeves existing for, for a little bit. And every now and then, he's going to get into a super entertaining fight. And maybe some of those fights will involve Tom Wilson. They definitely but will. I gotta, I, yeah, and then I got to ask, like, if you're going to trade for Ryan Reeves, why get Jared Tenorti to be your seventh defenseman? That is, like, a, that's the that one is an thing interesting he was question. To do. I know. He's, he does not really play hockey all that well. The one thing he's supposed to do is fight Tom Wilson. Yeah, and, and that's it. I, under, I, understand, I understand the argument. You, you're not exactly going to be able to convince a dude to come over and be your seventh defenseman who could actually go. But, you know, by all accounts, Brendan Smith is going to get more playing time in Carolina. Brendan Smith would have known what he was getting into with the Rangers had he resigned. But when Brendan Smith plays, he at least gives you replacement-level hockey. Jared Tenorti is below replacement level. He's just he's a, he's a, he's a scrub. He's bad, but he throws he throws elbows. And that if you want to say this is what I want my seventh defenseman to be, we'll play him as an extra forward every now and then. We'll have him just be here to be Tom Wilson's bag. Fine, whatever, great. If that makes Chris Jory feel better, I'm here for it. But if you're going to go out and get Ryan Reeves and make getting Ryan Reeves a third round priority, you got to be able to do better at your seventh defensive spot. Again, I don't want anyone like clipping this and saying, "Oh my God, you're getting so upset about a dude that shouldn't be playing for the Rangers." You're right. I, I, I agree. You shouldn't give a shit about who the depth defenseman is for any hockey team anywhere. But it's it's at least a signal to me that Chris Drury is looking for value in places I would never look for value because I don't think value exists there. Agree with you. And on top of that, it, the messaging is still very, very strange from Drury and the Rangers because, well... I don't know if you know this, but Jack Eichel is still out there. Uh, still the trade rumors. But all the, everything you hear is like the Rangers aren't interested unless the price is really low. Okay, cool. Got that done. But then the trading Buchnevich thing was, hey, we don't have the money to pay for this guy. But yet we extend Reeves for another year at 1.7. What it, I think it was 1.7 million. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I think that was it. And then you sign Goodrow for six years at 3.6. And pretty much when you add that money up, like you're close to having Buchnevich. And... Uh, between that and, and I like the Namath signing, Nemeth, Nemeth. I don't know which one it is. Uh, I really like that signing. I, I think that's a good way to go about it. But I'd rather have Buchnevich than 
Nemeth and Goodrow? I just think like if that was if 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 you were gone to your head right now, like wouldn't you rather do have Bushnevich for the next like six years than the both of them? I mean, I know that Reeves is only two years here. I know. That's I, I I don't I don't know. I don't like I don't like grouping up all the nope. signings and being like, well, if the Rangers didn't spend money X, Y, and Z, they could be able to afford okay. you know this one player. I I try not to perform that. I will say this, and I've said this before. It, it doesn't make any sense to trade Buchnevich and then turn around and trade for Vladimir Tarasenko. Oh, yeah. We haven't Rangers, even gotten to that yet. Yeah. No, but that, I, we'll get there now. It, it's Listen, if you're going to trade Buchnevich, you're going to say you can't pay Buchnevich. It's all fine and good. We know the Rangers are going to make, or at least we believe they are going to make, another big-ticket item. And According to Freeman today, like that, that, big that Chris Jury is far from done. Yeah, sure. Great. Cool. I, I, I wonder whose camp is saying that. I'll believe it when I see it. At this point, but the whole reason why you trade Buchnevich is because you don't want to go long term for him, which means the Rangers are not just adding a salary for this year, but they they've done the math internally to figure out the salary they need to add for the next three years at least, and we've run down the center options that that could be in reference to. But for the Rangers to look at Buchnevich and to look at Vladimir Tarasenko and think that Tarasenko is the more valuable player over the next three years is just egregious. Especially I, coming I off of two, sol- two soldiers, soldiers, so, oh my God. Specifically Jesus. coming off the shoulder surgeries, not just soldier, shoulder surgeries, by the way, but <laughs> shoulder surgeries. surgeries. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're talking about surgeries that went so poorly for Tarasenko that it, he's almost filed malpractice suits against St. Louis Blues Dodgers. Cool. Doctors. Dodgers? Dodgers? Doctors. Man, there's a lot going yeah, on. Dodgers. That trade deadline Baseball. though, huh? Jesus. I don't want to talk about that either. Okay. <laughs> I, we'll save it for Fitz. I, just, I really, yeah. I, I, we won't save shit for Fitz. Fitz will just bring it up. That's true. He'll, he'll break it up. He's got he's got the knives out ready to go. Yeah, I, I'm with you on the Tarasenko thing. I'm not sure that's, I mean, if salary is retained, maybe that's interesting. But even then, I'd rather probably have Butch Nevich, who's in his prime at 27 years old and I don't, can play I, defense. Butch for... Five point eight over the next four years, or Tarasenko for four million over the next three years. I'd still rather have Booch. I think so too, and uh, and that if you get Tarasenko, then it's hey, we really want to play the kids. Okay, it's all about development. Well, that that theory goes out the window because then Tarasenko is yep. your first line right winger, and then which is probably better than Kako on the first line, theoretically, or Lafreniere on the first line right now, especially because I'm I'm genuinely worried about the right the right wing line already, even though we're you know, two months away from the start of the season at this point. Because technically your right wingers are going to be the, the just all children. It's going to be Lafreniere possibly because they're not going to move Kreider over to right wing. It's going to be Capo Caco, which you know, I have a lot of belief in unless he's traded for Jack Eichel. We'll get to that eventually too. And, or or Kravstov. And it's not like Kravstov has a lot of experience in the NHL either. They're all children. They can all be dismantled on any single night. Uh, yeah, I expect Lafreniere and Caco to take big steps forward again this year. I think they're going to have a lot more uh, to do under Gallant, but I think that's or I think that's a serious weak point for the Rangers already. Same thing with the center center line. The only strength that the Rangers really have are right defensemen, um, left wingers, and goalie. And we'll see what the Igor contract comes out to, which seems like it's going to be around almost six million dollars. Yeah, I I wish I knew what the plan was. I again, it's not important that we don't know what the plan is. I this isn't me complaining that uh, Chris Jury isn't out here just completely and totally 
giving us his entire playbook. I, I don't need to know, but I think the next move, whatever it is, is going to be the defining moment of this offseason just because it, it has to be at this point in time. Because it, it, I, I, I'm not so dead set against Riley Smith as some people were today when the rumors were coming out that maybe the long rumored Strom Vegas scenario was getting Riley Smith. I think it's fine if, if Gallant wants a guy and the Rangers clearly need another winger because they got rid of Booch and they're not looking to extend Riley Smith, who contract expires after this season. Yep. I think I think it's a decent bet that his last year is a bit of a COVID anomaly and isn't quite the Riley Smith. Um, and Gallant loves the guy. He yeah, loves him. And if you're gonna if you're gonna bring in a guy who has had success under this coach and has had great success the two years before COVID happened, I'm okay taking that risk if you don't immediately go out there and extend him, which it doesn't seem like the Rangers would do question mark but maybe they'll give him an guess, extra year i mean but even then that's yeah, probably okay i i, <sighs> I think it's fine but i i don't know i to, for the life of me i have no idea what the rangers want to do down the middle so it's they the freeman say they do something yeah uh, your your boy from arizona christian dvorak they're interested yeah. in I, him again though i'll just believe when i see it and it would be a good move it's just from what Drury has done so far this offseason. I just, I don't, Dvorak isn't the kind of guy that Chris Drury to this point has prioritized in his offseason strategy. So I, listen, prove me wrong, buddy. I, I'd love to see it, but right now he's like the 18th most important Drury in my life, most likely, <laughs> give or yeah. take. He's pretty down there, to be honest. The Brandons of the world are really up there currently. Mm. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's, I don't know. Like the moves could be the trade for Christian Dvorak, trade for Riley Smith, and then that's your squad. Like you're swapping out Strom and putting Smith in. Then you have Kako on the second line. Maybe you put Chris Kreider on the back on the third line <laughs> or on left wing. I'm not really sure uh, how you how you handle this. It's, it, yeah, it, it, I... it's so weird. And the we haven't even gotten apparently Georgiev is has quote unquote requested a trade, but not really according to Vince. Uh, where he's never publicly said that, but pretty much has, I don't know, dropped hints that he wants to go to a team where he can compete to be a starter. Uh, Except everybody's already gotten their goalies. It's all over now. Yeah, you can Except, again, Buffalo. Buffalo, who got their goalies, and they're tanking. But the the thing is, Buffalo, if they're trading Eichel, I actually don't know why they would want Georgiev. It's almost like the timeline. Buffalo's If they trade Eichel, they're going to be bad for five years. They're already going to be bad for five years. So why exactly would they want Georgiev unless they're convinced that giving Georgiev more playing time will help raise his trade value even more. But independent of Georgiev being included in an Eichel trade, I don't know why Buffalo would try to trade for him singularly. No, they want but to if, lose as many games Buffalo, as possible. I don't know where he's going. And, and Georgiev can't stop a breakaway to save his life, but if he plays the Islanders, he can probably beat them. That's one of the, the only things he can really do super well. And on top of that, I, I think that would hurt their chances on getting Shane Wright next year, which they're clearly going to do. They signed bad goaltenders. They're ready to roll. They just want to get the maximum return for Eichel, and then they're off to the races to try and get another number one overall pick and not mess it up this time. So the, the Mets losing 4 nothing, four batters into this game. That's so, awesome. You know, Congrats. Yeah, if you ever, hey, you want to see how – you thought yesterday was bad on Mets Twitter. Just wait until they get blown out by the Marlins. I'm not, I'm not on Mets Twitter, thank God, but – 
right, it is my birthday week, and my mother sent me as a care package. She sent me a giraffe and a Mets jersey, and she wrote a note saying, go Mets, this is a sports giraffe. And I just thought, does she think I'm a Mets fan? Because <laughs> I'm not. But I do talk about them all the time. There you go. Yeah, well, the Rays are too cheap to make stuffed animals, so that makes sense. Yeah, the Rays are too cheap to go get Chris Bryant, too. But the, they were uh, they were asking a lot. Them old. Hey, man, at least you signed your draft picks. Okay, that's true. That's true. They had low slots, though, to be fair. Hey, uh, fuck you, is, is what I say to that. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't even attacking you. All right, um, I guess so. Like, we'll do some five-star questions, then we'll get to fancy. Yeah, oh, sure. Oh, let's, sure. Let's do it. I, I don't think we've missed anything, right? Most importantly. Georgiev, uh, Georgiev trade, done. Eichel's still out there. Love when people message me like, hey, have any updates on Eichel? Like, yeah, I texted him this morning. He really wants to be out of Buffalo. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Igor, we didn't really talk about it, but if you think it's a problem to play, pay Igor Shosturkin $6 million, that's a you problem. Like, Yeah, all right. If you ever you, – you can either be – team bridge everybody or team bridges suck you can't you can't straddle the line right yeah you can't he guys Igor Shosturkin is legitimate he's not a fraud at all I know the the groin he's also like 25 yeah the groin injury I know is a little scary but you're if if the if the contract is five years for six million a year you're buying up his prime years of Igor Shosturkin who's only done nothing but win since he was 15 years old. I think one of my favorite stats was from the time he was like 17 in the pros till he started as a Ranger, he'd lost, I think a total of like 18 times, like <laughs> for, for, for like a very, very long time. He had never really lost ever. He's legitimate. He has all like you're one year away from him being way more than $6 million a year from him requesting. If he has like a Vesna year, which if you don't think he has a Vesna year in him, you're crazy, because he absolutely does. He was actually one of the favorites for the Calder last year. He was one of the he's he's so well respected in goalie circles that he definitely gets Vesna favorite vote like buzz. Like this guy's an underdog. He can win it. He could win it next year. It's legitimate. If he stays healthy and things go right, he could win the Vesna. And if he wins the Vesna, guess what? He's costing eight million dollars or more. So going I know that's like a long shot for Igor Shesterkin, but in this case, if you're going to sign him up and he wants $6 million, you can get him to go for like 5.7, 5.8. Done. That's done. It's over with. It, he's a great goalie. There are plenty of teams out there that have goalie issues and have for years. If you want, you should bet the house on, on Igor Shesterkin. And by the way, $6 million is not the house. That is a guy that can drag you through the playoffs, that can drag you anywhere. He Listen, he didn't even get to play against Carolina. We saw Hank's last hurrah versus Carolina, and Carolina actually dismantled the Rangers. No one played well. But I'd imagine if Igor played then, the Ra- I don't know if they would have won the series, but Igor was playing very, very hot until he hurt his ankle. And same thing with last year. He was playing extremely hot until he hurt his groin. And unfortunately, it, well, so miraculously, he came back and still played well. Wasn't the prime version of Sisterkin we're used to, but neither was anybody else last year for the most part. So I'm, uh, I'm super comfortable giving him that contract. Five years is totally fine. You're buying out his entire prime. Not an issue whatsoever by me, Greg. Yeah, I I just I'd much rather instead of trying to go two years three million for Igor, just rip the bandaid off. Let's go five six years now. Let's give him a six million. Let's call it a day. When he's a free agent and he's thirty one, we'll regroup after that. Yeah, we could talk if about it. Igor Shosturkin. Yeah, if Igor Shosturkin is struggling by the time he gets to his age thirty season, the New York Rangers are in a lot more problems than 
whether they paid you or Shesterkin $6 million or not, they're, they've made a rather sizable and large bet on Igor being the future. There's and one, you might as well just keep doubling down at this point. There's one theory I'm kind of working with um, over these next couple weeks here, and that's my 2026 theory, where I believe the Rangers are going to offer Mika Zibanejad five years at an elevated number, possibly, instead of the eight years he wants. And they kind of want to get all this money off the books by 2026. That's when Connor McDavid is a free agent, possibly. Uh, that's when uh, Troub is off the books. That's when Panarin's off the books. That's when Eager would be coming off the books at that point in time or close to it. They're going to be second contracts for Kako and Lafreniere and all these young kids. And at that point, the window for them, at least, they want to extend it as much as possible. But I think their real contention window is these next five years. And they're grouping up for it right now. Goudreau is at the end of that, too. There's going to be a lot of movable parts. So if you do feel like things didn't work out in five years, you can head back into a rebuild. You can retool, whichever. But I really think the Rangers are going to focus specifically on these next five years, the next three to four, you know, even more so, to win this cup and after that kind of regroup. But this is they're, they're locking up everyone they think is going to be part of this cup run right now for that time period. And if they'll do anything they think they can possible to not go seven years or eight years with anybody not named Adam Fox, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's probably true. Okay. I don't think they're doing it with Connor McDavid in mind. I just think. I do, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. It could be interesting. I mean, maybe they think yeah. about Connor McDavid, but I mean, he's probably not leaving the Oilers ever. He loves pain. Well, why, you'd have to explain to me why, as a franchise, you'd want to keep Mika Zibanejad around longer than you would want to keep Artemi Panarin around. So, Yep. Yeah, that makes you, sense. you would not. All right. Uh, let's get to some five-star questions, and then we'll get to our friend Fitz. All right. This is from uh, Dan from SoCal. What do you think it would take to get Iserman to consider trading Dylan Larkin? How much less would it be than Eichel? Oh, I don't think I, 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 at this point in time, I, I can't say for sure. Like, I think it's very clear that to me, at least Drury has a certain price he wants to spend on any center and he doesn't want to really budge off that price. So I think he's just shopping around this center package to everybody and he'll get who he'll get. And it might just be Christian Dvorak because it's the most acceptable outcome for the Coyotes. Right, and the Coyotes are not looking to compete or pay anybody. They are full tanking and getting all the assets as possible, which is what they should do, by the way, so congratulations to them. Uh, yeah, I don't think what uh, – Iserman is one of the hardest GMs to figure out, and you're probably never going to win a trade with him, so I probably wouldn't want to do it anyway. Uh, this is from Nikki Boombot. Sup, guys? Why does it seem like every reporter, Brooks, etc., says it's impossible for Eichel and Mika to be on the same team? If that's the case, I would rather stay with Mika. Let me know what you guys think. I know, I know you guys believe it's possible to have both, but why are so many people set on it not being possible? I think even Brooks have come, has come around on this, and I will say I will give credit to Vince, my dear friend, Mercagliano, that's his middle name, by the way, the my dear friend. He's been talking about that they want both forever, and you and I have been talking about how they want both forever. It is definitely financially possible to make it work. It would just be super tight because you have to pay all these other players, including Adam Fox, starting next year. Uh, yeah, it, it, it requires the Rangers to get creative with other important pieces, and those other important pieces have to want to get creative, which some of them might not. To each their own, you should always chase the bag. You and I are big bag boys. Get the bag, baby. On top of being asset boys. Yep. So I, I'll never have a problem with a hockey player that wants to get paid like Alec Burks. I think that's totally and quite fair. Man, God me. bless these NBA um, players, dude. Oh, my God. 
God bless him. We boy, uh, shouldn't have been five seven. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, it's rough down here. My, yeah, can I have a stern talking to my super Jewish parents on why I'm five seven? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it just requires some creativity, and some people just don't want to think about it, so they just say it's impossible. It, it, you know, it Fox is going to have to come in below market. Uh, Mika is going to have to come in below what he wants. Kako's bridge is going to have to be low. It's going to be Miller anyway. is going to have to get bridge. Lafreniere is going to have to get bridge. Like it, you're essentially doing and hoping um, your strategy of getting people to take hometown discounts and their trust that you'll eventually pay them is on the level of what everyone in Tampa Bay is currently drinking. That's exactly it. So is it, is it possible? Yeah, I, I think so. It, it's proven to be. The cap is going to be flat forever. Um, some players might want to get bridged until the cap isn't flat to try to maximize their future earnings after uh, they're a little bit closer to their primes. But no, it, it's not as easy to say the Rangers will absolutely positively have cap space for Jack Eichel. But they do have ways to find it. And it also depends on who they send to Buffalo. So it's it's a multi-levered, it's a multi-leveled issue. If he ever gets even traded. It's a lot easier for... Right. It's just some, it's easier for some people to say it's not possible because then they don't have to think about it with you. Uh, this is from Frankie Mazzano. I butchered that. Sorry, Frankie. On a level of one to 10, how much faith do you guys still have in Chris Drury? And do you think he'll be fired next season if the New York Rangers do not make the playoffs? Chris Drury is here he's for definitely 20 not be fired. years. <laughs> I don't know if he's here for 20 years, but there's nothing that he's not getting fired because he's doing everything Dolan and say they want him to do. So That's he a is, fact. he is following Wow. Wow. He is following the plan. This is what ownership and say they want. And if it doesn't work, said it's just going to be on the players. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, say there is part of ownership. You're right. Yeah. But is. yeah, it, if this doesn't work, it's on the players and maybe Galan. So it's not going to be Drury's ass. I'll tell you that right now. This is from David. You get to force one trade in the NHL division for maximum chaos. One trade in each NHL division. My, my apologies. What do you do, including cap effects and subsequent trades that may have happened as a result? That is way too complicated a question for me to answer without doing any thinking beforehand. David, we're going to we're, we're come, come back to you on that. That's a good Especially one. if I have to take cap considerations into account. Like, I can't just say McDavid to the Maple Leafs or yeah. something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I have to really think about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah David. I need, a, I, need, I need some time. That's on. a BSBOT. We'll do it, I promise. Uh, if you... If we don't get this is from uh, from our friend Rex. If we don't get Eichel and don't make the playoffs, do you see Drury getting fired within two seasons? No, no, he's just sticking around. <laughs> it, I would say the soonest Drury can be fired is after his uh, his <laughs> undergraduate degrees are are gotten and if before he goes to graduate school, so four years. Uh, yes. What what this is from david too what is drury thinking and what should i drink to forget what he's done i don't think it's been that oh. bad outside of the butchdevich stuff maybe i'm drinking the kool-aid maybe i'm just bowing down to my lord chris drury but i don't think it's been that bad yet the reeves no the reeves asset stuff is bad but i'm not gonna freak out about it well it, it it's hard it listen all of his homework hasn't been turned in yet so i don't know how to give him a grade if he does nothing else it's been horrendous but there's a lot of work left to be done so i can't say for sure what his grades going to be again like it's been a lot of little problems and not a lot of big problems right like we have a problem we don't have a problem with goodrow the player we have a problem with goodrow the years we don't have a problem with um trading for ryan reeves 
We have a problem giving up a third for it and the fact that they had already signed Tenorti to make it happen. We don't have a problem with Nemeth. I think some people are worried about the years again, even though that one I just completely disagree on. We don't have a problem with, you know, he does the right thing by signing guys like um, Dryden Hunt and these lower level pieces that are fitting the narrative. What we have a problem with is is with not only did he go the lower level pieces that fit the narrative that fit the narrative well, it's that they are in complement of other higher level pieces that fit the exact same narrative. He's kind of copying his own work. He's not diversifying very much. And we had the biggest problem we have is we just don't know what he's doing in the top six. His entire everything we've heard is that the New York Rangers wanted to bring in another piece for their top six. And all they've done is remove a piece from their top six. Which is why it's so confusing. Is Yeah. Is my confidence rocked in Chris Drury? No. Was my confidence very high in Chris Drury to begin with? Not exactly. I wanted him to, I want him to prove it. And the problem is he still needs to, but it's, it's August 2nd. I will say it's surprising that he hasn't proved it at this point. I wouldn't have expected that. With you. Uh, Final question. And this is from our good friend, Ben. How long until MSG replaces Sam Rosen with Jim Ross? I really like that question. And I wish it was Jim Ross. I would like to watch Jim Ross call a hockey game. I think that would be, by God, hilarious. But yes, uh, sooner than later. I actually don't... Do you think two more seasons for Sam Rosen? Two more? I don't know. I I think he gets to decide. He gets to make the call? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. He's earned it. All right, let's get to our friend Fitz. If you want to leave a five-star question, you can go to our Patreon Discord. And you can leave a question in our five-star questions channel. We will read it on the show. All right, we will be right back. Uh, Transition. Hey, we're back with our guest, Fitz. Fitz, welcome to the Grit Podcast, where we talk about grit. Grit and fighting your friends and family out in the ice. How are you, buddy? I'm I'm doing well, guys. Thank you, as always, for having me on. Is the the assumption there that Reeves is just going to fight fellow Rangers? Is that that what you're trying to insinuate? Brandon Smith did it, and I fell in love with him. You know, he who must not be named did it too. We didn't really <laughs> fall in love with him, but <laughs> you mean what, Carolina Hurricane you great? on this podcast? Well, the Hurricanes are what the the Rangers Mid Atlantic now. Yeah, it's Derek, <laughs> Derek Stepan, uh, Brady Shea, it's uh, Brandon Smith, yes for Fast, yes for Fast, Tony D'Angelo, Auntie, Auntie, Auntie Ranta. They have seventy five. They have seventy five percent of the Ranta Stepan D'Angelo Elias Anderson trade right now. Wow, God bless them. Hysterical. Watch them all have career years too. Oh, you betcha. That's gonna happen right away. They're all like Stepan's gonna be rejuvenated. There's gonna be a big athletic piece from Sarah Sivian about how he scored twenty goals in the first half. It's gonna be unbelievable. It's gonna be the best. Congratulations to the Hurricanes. They're gonna kick our ass too. So Oh uh, mercilessly. Oh, you can lock up a Tony Hattrick like right now. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. We should, they they're gonna kick our ass on the scoreboard. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be tougher to play against. that's true the rangers hey, will definitely be tougher to play when against. we fight though hey well the rangers are down four nothing and ryan reeves is pounding on tony d'angelo i mean hey listen things are good fighting majors <laughs> are the new goals in 2021 who would have thought <laughs> oh god we're we're a big we're a big pim podcast now oh can i go, go first of all do either of you guys play fantasy hockey no i stay away from right. guys but like they they like reward pims in, in fantasy hockey and i i've never understood it 
I was like, why, why are you rewarding penalty minutes? Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever yeah, heard in my old, life. Old hockey men made fancy hockey. That's how that works. I'm surprised they even knew how to turn on their dial-up internet to create <laughs> it. But have you, Fitz, you've, you've definitely played um, daily fantasy hockey then too, right? Oh, my God. I get my ass kicked in it all the time. Yeah, because they reward blocks. I know. Like, you, you got to find the defensemen who are just throwing themselves in front of pucks. And it's the the Dan Girardi was probably the best defenseman of in fantasy hockey for like three years. It was always really, it was always really expensive. <laughs> I know that I know that Goodrow he blocks a lot of pucks too. I'm just saying. Listen, oh, oh, Jesus, it's gonna be something, man. It's um, listen, I'm I I hate that the Carolina Hurricanes are getting all the former Rangers. It, I I do think they're gonna be a good team. I don't know why they signed Tony D'Angelo because all the goodwill they ever had just went out the fucking window, like right away. Uh, very strange that they think Rod is like this end-all, be-all uh, Ted Laszlo type, uh, <laughs> where he's just gonna be like, uh, "Listen, I believe in a believe, and we're we're going at it." Tony's gonna be like, "What? Where are we going? Like the Capitol? I don't know what I quite understand." <laughs> uh, so congratulations to them. Good, all the goodwill out, and the uh, man, the social media takes a hit there for sure. Uh, the funniest was the 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 season ticket when they asked him about like season ticket holders, oh um, like not renewing their, their like whatever subscription. I don't know what it is. I've never had season tickets. I don't make that much money. Um, but his response was like, don't do that. Give me a shot. <laughs> 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 That's hysterical. Yeah. I love when uh, Tony just, was like, Hey, I mean, I'm a man of my word. I would never fuck anything off for my teams. Like, okay. The, the uh, best. Just, <laughs> just, just, just a quick Drury update for everybody. Brandon Drury, RBI double still the number one Drury. Nice. Still killing it. I mean, it's the the bar is in hell, so I mean, it can't can't get much lower than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is from Trumbull, so that checks out. I get it. That's a good that's a good topical reference right there. Good clean fun, for sure. Oh God, uh, Fitz, woo, when, woo. when Ryan Reeves was traded to the Rangers, uh, and then subsequently extended, when you looked in the mirror the next day, how did you feel? I felt like it, everyone would have been a lot happier if they just traded Howden straight up for him. I know. God. It would have everyone been would have been everyone would have been so happy. You could have just signed Goodrow in free agency. You just trade, you know, just trade for How Howden for Reeves is like wow, huge improvement. But the the PR, like the actual public perception of of acquiring right and listen, Reeves is gonna be awesome to follow. We're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun covering the guy. He's gonna be great. But trading a third rounder for Reeves and then for some reason, just extending him for another year is um, dumbfounding. I'm, I'm assuming that's exactly uh, how you felt. Well, I, dumbfounding, I, I see, like, I wasn't surprised. You know why I'm not surprised? Because Glenn Sather is still around. So, like, no one should really be surprised by any of this because when his, you know, name popped up when they fired Gorton and JD, I think if you have a functioning brain, you understood where everything was heading because Glenn Sather has been around for a pretty long time. I think we've all... I mean, he was still GM when you guys started the show. I'm pretty sure. So, like, this is this is nothing new. And and once again, there's there's this one passage from from a Click King article back from the firings um, about Dolan being in attendance. Ryan, I know we've talked about this off air. We have. like in attendance for the Islanders game and the Caps game, the, the Tom Wilson game, and like. Everyone, I think the exact quote was Dolan was not happy with the amount uh, with the sacrificing of the will guys for the skill guys. And I was like, okay, so that's horrifying. First of all, Um, second of all, anytime James Dolan is paying attention to your team, that's bad. 
That's really bad. I mean, like, <laughs> ask any Knicks fan over the past 20 years, and they'll tell you he only pays attention to us, and that's why we've made the playoffs twice since the turn of the century. Yeah, it's uh, it's always kind of been the, I guess, the story that, hey, the Rangers are so good. Whenever you listen to an NBA podcast, and they're like, well, the Knicks are terrible because Dolan. And then someone in the background usually says, well, the Rangers are good. And they go, yeah, well, he usually puts people he trusts in place and then lets them do, like, whatever, forever. Correct. Uh, that seems to be not the case anymore. But I, no. on, on top of that, you, I think you might see this trend, too. Gallant seems to have a lot of pull in what exactly is going down here. Yeah, great. I mean, like, in, in normal times, I'd be fine if the coach was in the front office or, like, all on the same page. That's good. That's called – that's good collaboration between everyone, right? But um, – I mean, he's just building the 2017-18 Golden Knights, essentially, again. I mean, they're going to get Riley Smith. Isn't that the new rumor? Yeah, um, we were just talking about that. We think it's going to be Strom for Smith and some. Terrific. Great. So, Filipino, they don't think he's a center. They don't. Migas Abanajad <laughs> is a free agent at the end of the year, and they have no centers outside of Morgan Barron coming up right now. Right. And um, then that statement about playing the kids on the top line will be really weird. Also, we're not complete. We're not 100 percent sure that Morgan Barron's going to be a center in the NHL. So yeah, we're we're not out. sure. We think Rooney might play the center in the fourth line. Well, and, and as everyone knows, Jack Eichel will never play hockey again, according to the people who respond to me on Twitter about his neck injury. So he's a bum. Uh, Haven't yeah. you heard? You've never seen him like play. He just doesn't have it out there. He doesn't have any of the skills. I, I, don't I can't get it done in big understand. games. Don't you understand? Because <laughs> uh, he's played in hundreds of them with the Buffalo Sabers, uh, a historically great franchise that has has for years been in the spotlight and, and the lights are on bright all the time with them. Yeah. Oh, you, you know, it's just great too. Like if you want to go full Pagula, them dropping the, Hey, by the way, we might move to Austin bullshit yeah. at the exact Wait, same I'm, time. I missed that. that. Comp- Hold on. The what? Bills. Oh yeah. The bills. Yeah. They're, they're threatening to move the bills to Austin. No freaking way. Are you serious? Yeah. They want a new, yeah. they want a new stadium. What? And they been, were, so it was a Pagoulas. great 48 hours for the Pagulas over the weekend. Yeah, they, the, the team they are most hands-on with, the Sabres, are fucking up the only star player the Sabres have had since Dominic Hasek. And while they're fucking that up, and every Buffalo fan is like, well, at least they don't give a shit about the Bills, they immediately <laughs> dropped the, by the way, removing the Austin bullshit on their fans. And you can imagine how that went. Dude, you can't move the Bills out of Buffalo. That's crazy. That's actually People crazy. People got upset when they played two games in Toronto. Like, <laughs> they're thinking about leaving the state entirely. Well, oh, I, I guess I, I somehow missed that, but I kept reading Austin as like some like maybe NFL player they were interested in on. I was like, oh, who's Austin? I have no idea who that is. <laughs> yeah. Avon Austin making a comeback. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, that's weird. I don't know why they're doing that. Wow. So the, what a weekend. Uh, do you think the uh, for Fitz? Do you think the Eichel uh, agent letter has any impact on the uh, Buffalo front office at all? Because my gut instinct has been no. Yeah, I would say no either. <laughs> Was it Kevin Adams? He made it pretty clear. He's like, yeah, we're fine if he comes into training camp next year. Yeah, also, we're cool. <laughs> what an absolutely outrageous thing. To say. That would be like like the 76ers having Ben Simmons come into training camp for them next you year. can't do it. Where you've literally just been talking about trading him non-stop since the season ended and and you're like yeah everything's fine everyone's good there's definitely nothing weird happening in the locker room when this guy who has publicly stated for i don't know eight months that he would literally rather be anywhere else besides this team yeah he's all good he's great everything's good there's there's nothing wrong with any anything nothing to see here do you think if peter fish was more of a peter fish is jack eichel's agent for those who don't know 
He's also Chris Drury's agent, and he's also uh, he's also David Quinn's agent. Very interesting. Uh, do you think if he was more of a power agent, like if he was more of a power player, someone like Clutch Sports in the NBA? That, well, well, if if Ryan, Clutch Sports was Jack Eichel's, if, if Rich Paul was Jack Eichel's agent, we wouldn't be having this conversation. He would have been <laughs> traded to the Rangers, I don't know, what? Three months For ago, like three burgers. But it, <laughs> yeah. it's it's not just it's not just clutch sports though. In in a topic that is you know fucking raw for me right now. But the Mets go to Scott Boris and say, you know, your pitcher might need surgery, and Scott Boris tells them to go fuck themselves. So what do the Mets and Scott Boris do? They don't come to an agreement because that's how sports actually works. Whereas in hockey, a player and an agent are like, hey, I need surgery. The team's like, that's nice, get fucked. And the player and the agent are just like, well, that's kind of mean if we're being quite frank. I think that's a little rude. And the team's like, sorry, sorry, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. And then Things they are talk getting about really it messy. That's, that, that was the phrase. Yeah. Things are starting to get then, messy. But then, but then they, talk, they talk about it again, and the Sabres are like, by the way, still get fucked, and we're just not <laughs> going to do anything about it. But it's just like every other sport, when an ownership group tells a player to get fucked, the player does something about it. And hockey is the one sport where an ownership group in a front office is making it very clear that not only did they not give a shit, about Jack Eichel, but they'd rather have him get run over by a train than try to make him happy. And Jack Eichel's just like, gosh, I wish I had something I could do about this. They're gonna they're gonna make him look like Chris Moltisanti with the next the neck brace on. That's what their plan is for Jack Eichel. I don't know how they, uh, like I also that. don't know how people are defending the Sabres. It's, it's all oh, dude mind boggling to me. I'm unbelievable. people are like, well it's in the CBA. Well first of all, we all know the NHLPA, I mean they have a great history of, you know, signing deals that help their players uh, or CBAs that help their players. I mean, the, whoever's the, who's, do we know who the NHLPA president is? Uh, yes. He, he of the 1994 baseball strike, Donald fear. Oh, terrific. Awesome. First of all, the fact that, that in, in whatever addendum or whatever they did to the CBA, <laughs> they didn't address that teams get to tell players what they get to do with surgery i mean unbelievable and we've had what two instances now yeah where players have basically tarasenko and eichel have pretty much said like okay well uh fuck you guys (laughs) i'm out because you've ruined my shoulder i can barely lift it up anymore i mean it's just it's an unserious league from top to bottom everyone it's just an unserious league it's it's so pathetic it really is it's very, very uh, strange. So I just want I, – I know we went on this big rant. I, I guess if if Peter Fish, to me, was a bigger agent, maybe that would be the case. But it just seems that Buffalo cares not whatsoever. I don't know how they're going to handle this. I, I expect it to almost drag on to September at this point, and then Jack Eichel misses half the season. Honestly, I think – and this is allegedly – I honestly think they hope he misses half the season. They don't care at all. But, Ryan, like who, who do you think is the biggest agent in hockey? Do you think – like Alan Walsh is probably one of the most famous agents we know of, right? That's true. Just because he's so active on social media. And Vegas was like, hey, by the way, we're going to trade your franchise goalie and just not tell him. And we're also not going to tell <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I, the, your, your league's most powerful agent in hockey is just nobody cares. Like, you think a team would try to trade a Scott Boris client without at least alerting Scott Boris that they might try to trade that player? So – in, in, in hockey, they're just like, we, we don't even give a shit about you. You're not a person. See, I think so. I think Pat Brisson, who is not only Sidney Crosby's agent and Jonathan Taze's agent, but also Tony D'Angelo's agent, uh, is, is he actually has some sway and some power. I think he's one of the reasons that Tony got signed in Carolina. Like, hey, you need to sign my dude here. We'll do some favors, et cetera. 
Uh, even well, I mean, he... realistically, Pat Brisson was probably roommates with someone in the Hurricanes front office. That's how this shit works in <laughs> hockey. <laughs> like, that's how this goes. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, but that feels like that feels like a move that he, as a power agent, was like, I'm doing this. I'm getting this done. Whereas Peter Fish comes out and is like, this is an embarrassment. And Buffalo's like, yeah, it's a Tuesday. Like, it's cool. <laughs> like, this is, how, <laughs> this is how we live our lives. We're cool. Whatever. You can't really force us to do anything. And and to be honest, like, I don't hate all this. I think it only helps the Rangers in the long run. I don't know who else is really in at this point other than Anaheim. And I'm sure Vegas could make it work if they really wanted. But I, I'm not really threatened by anyone. But I also, everything I keep hearing now is, yeah, the Rangers are fine, like, without Jack Eichel. Well, if you're fine without Jack Eichel, what's the plan? I have no clue. <laughs> there is no plan. Right, right, to, just, to, just to further your uh, hockey agent point, you, you would think Claude Lemieux, would see how his son Brendan got treated by the New York media and the New York Rangers as a whole and got essentially painted as a scapegoat, wouldn't then turn around and allow his cry- a client, Patrick Nemeth, to then sign a contract with the New York Rangers. You would think that, right? That's fair. And yet here we are. Yeah. Like, that's Claude's kid. The Rangers <laughs> just threw Claude's kid to the sideline, and Claude was like, man, you know who would really fit well with Patrick? New York Rangers. I- I'm going to make this happen. All right, that's a good point. I mean, that's a really great counterpoint. I I have not much to counter on act on that. It's just maybe I'm doing too gate uh too too deep agent game theory, uh, but I just can't help but think there's probably a better way to go about this. Uh, who's left for you, Fitz? Do you do you think he's coming? Do you think it's happening? Because to me, I, I'm I'm starting to wane for the first time. I I really don't know. (laughs) It's incredible. Like, 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 I I just don't want, like you said, like, what is the plan? Like, I don't think it could be any, unless they, they took out a billboard, James Duffy style saying, Hey, Ryan Strom, we're we're, come and get him. Essentially Brody Van Wagenen, come and get Ryan Strom. Like they clearly are getting rid of him at some point within the next, I don't know what month and a half, essentially. Yeah. Um, like they have made it explicitly clear they don't think Philip Heels a center. So if you don't trade for Jack Eichel, like what Bark you're telling me Barclay Goodrow is the second line center? Like how is how I, what I don't understand is is you know I, I put up the, the poll the other day asking if people thought the Rangers are a better team right now than they were at the end of last season. And the overwhelming majority said yes. And while like I somewhat understand that. I don't understand that also because like you traded your second best winger for nothing. You have, have yet to improve the top six at all, which is like apparently what the big, the big moves were for this off season. So like, great. Now you have a fourth line that could beat people up. Cool. Awesome. Love it. Tom Wilson. Great. The rent free jokes are literally like they're a hundred percent true. Now there's, there's like no, denying them um oh he oh, like, like, yeah what, it's embarrassing like like what I, I just don't like if they don't get eichel like what is the play like who there's no yeah. big time free agents I, coming up the the um the people who say yes confuse me because the yes is always accompanied by they're expecting lafreniere to be better they're expecting Kaka to be better they're expecting zibanejad not just to be healthy but to be pre-covid that's me I'm, I'm those they're expecting panarin they're expecting Panarin to be totally fine. They're expecting Fox to continue doing what Fox is doing. They're expecting Lindgren to be fine. They're expecting Truba to be the same Truba from last year. There are so many ifs. Yeah, the Rangers could be better if. Good teams aren't relying on as many ifs as the New York Rangers. The, 
the uh, the chance that the New York Rangers could be one of the four best teams in the Metropolitan, it certainly exists with the roster that they have. There's also a very equal and as likely opportunity that the New York Rangers is completely fucking crater next year because a lot of things can go wrong. When you have that many ifs and you need them all to hit for you to go right, if you don't get two or three of them, you're not just in the lottery, you're one of the seven worst teams in hockey. And I, I like when someone asks me, do, you, do I think the New York Rangers are going to be better next season like you did, Fix? My answer is I don't think they're necessarily guaranteed to be worse, but I can't sit here today and tell you they are absolutely going to be better. They might not be. And I think it's more likely they aren't considering what they've lost and haven't replaced than it is that they are going to be better. Like, I, the thing that's working in the Rangers' favor is you look at a team that underperformed last year that the Rangers were shockingly better than the Philadelphia Flyers, and all they've done is made themselves worse. That's so it, it's like, yeah, I, Ryan Ellis is a nice pickup for them, but everything else they've done is just a masterclass of excellence, and I think they it's- should keep it up. It's also like there's the added expectations on this year, right? Like JD and Gordon refuse to ever say um, like the playoffs are the goal. You know what I mean? And like, okay, well, Chris Drury obviously says it in public that that's not the goal. And we all know he's absolutely 100% lying because clearly the playoffs are the goal next year, right? Yes. So like you're banking on, I don't know, four or five huge ifs to get you into the playoffs with a notoriously – how do I put this without getting sued? Um, crazy owner who's, who will literally change directions on the drop. Eccentric. Of the yeah, eccentric. That's the, I think that's the nicest way anyone has ever described James Dolan. Um, Call me, JD. I want to talk. Like, I just, I just don't. There's the, there's no plan. Like, what is the plan right now? The plan I had. You know, you could. It's hysterical to me when people are like. You know, like everyone wants Jeff Gordon back because they hate Chris Drury and it doesn't fit their narrative. I'm like, what, what narrative? I'm like, like people have ripped apart Jeff Gordon's trades. I mean, you two did a special episode recently on the McDonough trade. Yep. Like, I don't think there's one person who says that was a good trade. Even when it happened, like no one, even though people who were like lukewarm on it, they changed their mind after seeing Brett Howden play 10 games. Like, so, so what I don't get is, like, Jeff Gordon had a plan. JD had a plan. What is Chris Drury's plan? What is is it just, hey, James Dolan and Glenn Sather want more grit. So, like, okay, we're going to get all the grit people. Awesome. Great. Are you a better team scoring goals this year than you were last year as of right now? No. No way. You lost your second-best winger. I, I mean, like, you don't have a second-line center because I, I, I can't stress this enough. You have literally – for three years said, Hey, if someone wants Ryan Strome, please come and take him, please. We're begging you. So like, I just don't get how they're going to be a better team unless they go get like a huge, a, a huge addition to the center. If, if they don't get another center, like I just don't see them being a better team this year than last year. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, we were told that Chris Drury was meticulous who makes his time? It takes his time, and it also said, you know, he's not going to force something to happen. He clearly hasn't done that, except he did with the Bucevich trade. He clearly forced that to happen. Uh, and they were going to let him walk for nothing if they didn't find yeah, a what trade a quote for that him. Is. Yeah. Oh my god! What a quote Just that a throwaway is. line in that. I, I, that 
some people were like, oh, that's not a big red flag because they traded him. I'm like, are you serious? How is that not a big red flag? It's a gigantic like, red what? flag. They were going to let him You're walk just for let no someone assets. Walk. He was your second best forward last year. He's debatably Probably your best forward. I was year. just about to say, like, because Panarin missed two weeks, he was your best forward. So, like, what are we doing here? Unbelievable. Uh, and this comes very back to the Kako trade stuff that keeps coming up. First from Vincent Mercogliano talking about um, if they could maybe trade Kako to get Buffalo to eat some salary. And then uh, right back to the Click King himself, ran it again over the weekend. Uh, and I just I just think it would be, and this is not a surprise to anybody, a gigantic mistake to trade someone like Capo Kako for many reasons. Not only is the ceiling extremely high, but he's going to be very cheap for a very long time. I think his bridge deal is probably going to be like $2 million for Capo Kako, I mean, who will be like even one of the then, best defensive players like, in, in the league. Yeah. We, we know how much like like in counting stats matter for like salary negotiations like no one's hopping on to uh evolving wild and and like I know. using that in their contract the agents literally go to nhl.com and they're like look at the numbers yeah exactly <laughs> so like capo caco you get him for like a you could probably get him long term much cheaper than anyone will think he would be but like i, I just don't get he's 20 like i was just about to say he's a he's a child man and like what what the whole point of this is that james dolan signed off on building a team the right way right like not sacrificing the letter the few yeah the letter we all signed up for it every single one of us including him so like this whole i bought in change this whole change in philosophy three and a half years later because you know, a team that is full of just really good players and probably the best coach in the league beat the piss out of you a couple times this year. And because Tom Wilson tried to decapitate Pavel Buchnevich and, and tossed Panarin around, that the whole plan needs to be scrapped. I, I just don't get it. Like, this whole season, this last season, is one of the weirdest NHL seasons ever. Like, you only played seven teams you played them eight times oh my god did javi Baez just get hurt oh jesus christ oh, no. um oh why is your feet ahead of me <laughs> are you shitting me or, no he didn't oh, oh my god. he absolutely li- did it but... live reaction oh, oh you gotta be fucking kidding me fantastic <laughs> i i just want to die i really do fuck you fitz like what <laughs> Mickey, what did i do i, didn't do I don't know i gotta take it out on fucking somebody I thought that's what Ryan is here for. Yeah, um, right here. Evan Fournier just signed for the Knicks for four Fuck years, $78 million, the entire Rangers cap space. They, wait, they gave him how much money? $78 million. Oh, my God. You've got to be fucking kidding me with this. this I just I, – I, I hate it. Why do I oh. – what? Fitz, riddle me this. My next question for you. Why are people sports fans? Oh, what? They, what's the Trill the tr- Withers tweet? You got to be a fucking idiot to be a sports fan. <laughs> <laughs> you do, dude. It's so stupid. I let this, and Greg, Greg lets it too. I let it control my emotions. Men on hockey skates that will never care about me ever. I let them ruin my Monday. All the time. All the time. All the time. I mean, like, this, this is this is why, like, I'm, I'm – I, I just I, – everything baffles me with the Rangers right now, really. Like I, I, okay. They don't have an identity. They don't have a center. They don't have, they don't have all this stuff. No one wants to pay Igor anymore. I mean, Kako, everyone wants to trade him. Uh, he'll, if you want to no trade Kako, what, turn this podcast off right now, immediately. <laughs> no, no one knows what position Philip Hedl plays. I mean, Mika Zibanejad apparently is looking for $10 million a year. 
I, I Chris Kreider is never leaving. Apparently, uh, I mean, where else do we go? Ryan Strom, they're literally just are are about to throw him out of the house, uh, Fresh Prince Bel Air style. Like I, I, I just don't. I, I, I'm like at a loss for words with them. Really, maybe like people will listen and they'll they'll tell me we're just like cons- concern trolling essentially. Um, but seriously, like I just I, I I'm worried. I'm worried that the entire three and a half year plan, the suffering through first line center David DeHarnay era has led to everything just changing course because you played in a COVID season with only against seven teams in the toughest division in hockey. You're a playoff team if you're in any other division, any other division, uh, and two games where your owner decides, remembers that he owns the hockey team, shows up, and it just changes everything. I just It doesn't sit right with me. And like I said this, I think I tweeted this out either today or yesterday. Like, you are naive if you don't think James Dolan being more involved with the Rangers is a is a horrend is a horrifying thing. Like, it, it should be sending alarms off for everyone that he's even been mentioned so much in articles over the past what four months, pretty much since the season ended. Like, this is, I, I, I this happened when he who must not be named got two piece McNuggeted by Georgiev. Are we TMing him that? I forgot. That's funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, like the, the Knicks and the Rangers just, the, the Knicks and the Rangers swap bodies essentially. Like, okay. The Rangers had players fight leading to a player getting released. Their best player had a smear campaign thrown against them from Russia. Uh, they fired or their owner released a statement basically telling the head of the department of player safety that he's incompetent and not fit to do his job. They fire their GM and president who they just brought back a year and a half ago, who's a team legend uh, because of some, because so, basically Glenn Sather told, like, like, do you see my point? Do you see where, where yes. all this is heading? And I defended like, James Dolan too, for the way he fired Gorton and JD. And I still kind of agree with the way he handled that. The problem is if he's hands on and, and he is clearly at this point, because I had faith in Chris Drury. Uh, I still have faith in Chris Drury. I think Chris Drury is going to be around a very long time, and maybe he'll take his bumps and, and we'll learn down the road here. But I am genuinely concerned that, especially the way the grit and toughness thing has gone, that Sather is like full at the wheel, like right behind. Yeah, full. It's full so clear. Style. It's it's yeah. so clear he is still there. He's the man in the coil. For those of oh, those of you who you know watch Always Sunny, he is the man in the coil. Like he has been pulling the strings this whole summer, he is going to continue to be heavily involved. He is essentially the Isaiah Thomas of the Rangers at this point. Yes, he's, and that's terrible. He's going to be around for a very, very long time. Uh, I and I hope Sather takes a backseat to Drury, but it does seem like Drury, he's right in the room next to him. Like, hey, maybe you should do this first year GM and president. Huh, wouldn't that be funny if you signed all this grit? Great, wonderful. Um, I don't really even know where to go from here, Fitz. Is there is there one surprise that you're kind of waiting for? We talked about this top six edition. I don't have any secret names. I got nothing. I don't think there's any other. Maybe there's like a Riley Smith trade coming. Maybe there's like a secret center that the Rangers are going to trade for. I, I think we're going to go pretty close up to training camp, if I'm being honest, of forming this team. Uh, we're like a month away from reporting. There's not a lot of time left for Chris Jordan to finish here, but according to Friedman, he's very far from done. Anyone, any final surprise guesses or anything you want to throw our way? 
I mean, like, what are, is Connor McDavid going to finally grow <laughs> up and request a trade? I mean, other than that, like, I got nothing. I mean, like, one of the, the way, Calgary guys, well, maybe. I, I mean, everyone can go if it's Connor. We can trade them all. Yeah. What? First of all, listen. If Connor McDavid was smart, he would have signed Rich Paul as his agent six months ago, and he would be. I don't know. He'd probably be on Tampa if we're being honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't... laughs> like, how did this happen? They got they got braided points aside for two million dollars a year, and then Connor McDavid's here. Very strange. Oh, hmm. oh my god! Yeah, it's just like I, I just I'm just like so. Maybe I shouldn't be concerned. Maybe I maybe I'm too concerned, but I don't know. Just just everything from it really just stems from Dolan. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I just like. The minute he was mentioned as being more involved, I, I just, I just, I know I follow the NBA, I follow basketball, and I, 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 there's so many things from the Knicks over the past 20 years that can be directly traced back to James Dolan, and that's not good for anyone. That's not good for the Rangers. It's not good for us as fans. It'll be great for you guys as, as podcast hosts. Great time. We'll have a lot of content. A lot of content. Um, not going to be a boring year. Not going to be a boring no. next three years at all. This is gonna be a no, lot of interesting storylines. That's for sure. I'm 100 gonna not, get. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fucking make it. I literally, <laughs> I have like a week. I have a week left in me at this point. I think. I'm gonna get suspended I'm gonna, I'm gonna, again on Twitter. That's true. That's what's gonna happen. That's for sure. Yeah, fit, uh, we should say, Fitz. How was your uh, indoctrination to uh, BSB Discord? Came out of nowhere. <laughs> I I figured like I I had I obviously have my my burner account, but like I I truly truly mean this when I say this, and I've always said this. I only use my burner account for fantasy football stuff because I don't want my friends who I'm in a league with seeing the stuff I like that's on Twitter. Incredible. <laughs> so like, that's why I made it originally. Cause like my, my best friend, like he, he texted me one day, like two days before our draft, like a tweet that I liked from like three weeks ago about like fantasy football. And he's like, Oh, this is pretty interesting. I, he like was the pick before me and he took the guy I wanted. So I was like, okay, I need to like, re-strategize we're talking here. about so this that, again yeah yeah i was like that's how the burner account became a thing like that's the only and i i 100 i don't look at the rangers i don't look at hockey i look at fantasy football and gambling on my burner account that's it so like i was sitting there scrolling through it and i'm like huh like i guess free agency opens in i don't know 10 minutes like i i should probably see what's going on considering i'm hoping my twitter account gets unsuspended so i was like yeah i'll just go hop in the discord we'll see if anybody even recognizes that it's me yeah, and, 17 uh, people right away. <laughs> yeah, everyone was like, oh, my God, he's here. I was like, oh, God, maybe this was a mistake. <laughs> very strange. Yeah. Um, well, welcome. Welcome to the Discord. And uh, a very fun time. Very active in there, constantly. Always. It's awesome. It's, it's very fun. It's I. This is my first experience on Discord. I, I, I felt like when I taught my dad how to use the Notes app, right. I was like, that's probably how he felt. This is it. So I was I was like, I'm cooked. I'm 26. I am done. I, I don't know how to use new social media platforms. Yeah, we definitely have a lot of uh, a lot of interesting characters in there, and a lot of great, great, great conversations. Um, I think that's it for me. Is Javi Bias alive? Yeah, he's uh, back he, out he there. Stayed in the game. All right, uh, we'll we'll good. see when his leg falls off because it's only a matter of time. Have they have they announced Andre Iguodala returning to the Warriors? They yet? have not so done that. I know that uh, Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso have gone to the same team. Alex Caruso got four years, thirty-seven million dollars from the Bulls. So there you go. Uh, Man. He's calling Seth Jones a broke boy when they meet in public. It's crazy. Oh, did, did the Knicks also announce Derrick Rose, it looked like? Oh, I don't Is know. Is that one I missed? Is, uh, Evan Fournier, man, 28 years old. Evan, that's a lot of money. Uh, yeah, lot nope, of the Knicks also gave Derrick Rose 
They gave Derrick Rose three years, forty-three million too. Who we uh, who do who did we get that from? Which reporter? Is that, uh, that is Woj. Uh, Woj. I was hoping Ian broke it. Shout out to Ian Begley. No. And if you're a Knicks fan, you should follow Ian Begley. Ian's the man. Yeah, man. Well, congratulations to all these NBA players making more than most NHL teams make. And uh, yeah, congratulations. Jared Allen got a hundred million dollars, and and every NHL team's like, what? It's <laughs> more than our salary cap will be in 2032. <laughs> They, but they saw they saw that tweet and they were like the defensive end for the Vikings. Like they, <laughs> they don't even recognize that it's like a fucking basketball player at this point. Yeah, I wonder how many NHL owners actually even know the names of like the basketball players they share an arena with. <laughs> they, I, James Dolan probably thought. Oh, no, James Dolan knows. But like Eugene Melnick probably took one look at Evan Fournier and thought he was someone's Quebec junior ma- ma- major junior. Hockey league nephew that the Knicks picked up to help play left wing or something. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, whoa, wait, did they raise the salary cap in the NHL? Did the Rangers just give someone the whole salary cap? What is going on? Uh, oh, last thing, uh, uh, Fitz here. Uh, your thoughts on Igor Shesterkin extension possibly? Great, give him it. Uh, there you go. Let's care. get it done. <laughs> so I was like, people are like haggling about the money, and I'm like, oh my god, are we it's, really? It do feels this again? so sick when I'm looking at this NBA stuff and i'm like i don't know i think igor should get 5.2 not 5.7 <laughs> <laughs> like, can they front got, load it too yeah has got 43 million dollars over three I mean, years duncan robinson just got five for 90. 90 duncan robinson 90 duncan robinson he can shoot a three and that's it uh, that's it the yankees would have the yankees would have had to go to six years on that contract to make it work though that's true <laughs> <laughs> sorry aaron hicks joke <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a DJ LeMayhew joke. Like it, it's just a joke about the. I need to feel better about myself because the Mets fucking blow. All right, it's only so four I to, three. I don't care about tonight's game, Fitz. <laughs> it's everything. All right, yeah. It's can we? Everything. Can I just before before we leave, uh, Kumar? Yeah, Rocker, we gotta do it. Let's what, do it. What's what's what's? I I am not really involved. In Explain to me why we have to do this. Right? People care. I don't. I don't care a lot much. about your thoughts, and people support us for good reason to hear your pain. They pay good money. It's not gonna. By the way, it's not gonna be uh, four three anymore. I think it's gonna be five three because uh, Trevor Tyler McGill pitching like Trevor McGill. Um, Damn it. Yeah, I, my thing is uh, his arm better fall off in order for the Mets to be right. That's like the only way to justify it. I think. What did you think about Steve Cohen taking to Twitter to try to educate us? I thought that was a uh, all right. But peek behind the curtain, as people probably know, I used to work for SNY. Um, when Steve Cohen joined Twitter last year, I. I slacked our our mutual friend matt spenley and i said how long until this bites him in the ass because like every time someone starts out on twitter it's like oh look who's here like you get like an eight eight six month grace period maybe and then you know you say something dumb and that's it you're tom brenneman essentially just sitting up there with a no tap apology so (laughs) like um i'm like very intrigued to see what you thought about steve cohen deciding to to starkly tweet at mets fans (laughs) Yeah, but his his tweet doesn't even make any sense. He's like, yeah, no, these draft picks are six times more valuable than what we actually pay them. So I was just sitting there reading it just like, all right, so pay them? Like, I'm even more confused now because it sounds like you think they put up a fucking billboard in goddamn Times Square for Kumar Rocker. And then they're like, but you don't have an arm. And it's like, all right, fuck you. I just, I don't don't know. I don't know. Well, don't 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 Sandy Alderson and Scott Boris, like, not like each other? Um, I, I think they're like, you know how every friend group has an asshole and I think both of them 
their friends, but they think they are their friends group asshole. So like Scott Boris tolerates Sandy Alderson, but thinks he's an asshole. Meanwhile, Sandy Alderson tolerates Boris, but thinks he's an asshole. I just, I don't know. It's every part of it. It just gets dumber the more you break it down. So the Mets take Rocker. They assume they're going to have to pay him $6 million. They assume this on night one of the draft, and they just then dictated their entire draft to be like, well, we got to pay him $6 million. So let's, let's see where we can save money elsewhere, X, Y, and Z. So they build out their entire draft class, assuming they're going to pay Kumar Rocker this money. And then it finally gets to a point where they finally take a look at Kumar's Rocker, Kumar Rocker's arm, and they just go, damn. But the Mets on draft night say – uh, no-brainer pick. Absolutely had to do it. The Mets at the deadline say, well, this trade deadline really showed us that we need to build out our farm system. And then two days later, the Mets are like, well, instead of building out our farm system, uh, we're just not going to sign the guy. All it costs Rocker is money. Money that the Mets had already assumed they had spent. So if he works out, great. If he doesn't work out, no, no, you already used the pick. They all, the only thing I can think of is they are absolutely in love with next year's draft class. Of course, these people that they are in love with are fucking children and anything could happen to them in the next year. But th- that's the only rationale I can think of, that they are convinced that whatever happens this offseason, by having pick number 11 and probably pick number 20, they are better off than just having Rocker and pick number 20. Which to me, as a, I don't know, sane human being, seems fucking crazy you know it'd be fucking funny like oh the mets Greg. take rocker at 20 next year like if they take rocker again and it's just like mental mind games with this poor kid at that point there's I, no way i, I might take like sue them there's no, no god no i but it's just like the concerns of his arms were always there that's why he fell in the first place if you're gonna take him at 10 you understand that the arm is in some way shape or form fucked up and you just you sign him and pray but the, you do that with well, every prospect who, who needs Kumar Rocker when you got Jared Ike off him, all right? You got to go, Fitz. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, I have your phone number now, Fitz. I'll put it out there for people. <laughs> I really need to. Dude, uh, whatever. I'm looking on. to change it anyway. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Too many people have my number. <laughs> probably a smart idea. Uh, Fitz, Fitz texted me last night, I think at like literally 5.05, right after it happens. And just goes, what the fuck, bro? What happened? Didn't respond to him for 24 hours. I just, I, think, I, just I, didn't. I literally saw that text, and then I got three more texts that were like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, I'm just turning off my phone. I'm not dealing with this death in the family. that I'm I think I literally about. texted Ryan the same exact thing Friday night after the read at, like, midnight. <laughs> it was midnight. I was absolutely hammered. I got a text from Fitz. He goes, what on earth are they doing? <laughs> It's like I don't. I got I got a text from like a friend who's like a Vegas fan, and it was just like, "Dude, I'm so sorry." I was like, "Great." I was like, "What did they do now?" And then I look, and it's Reeves, and I'm just like, "All right, I'm shutting off my phone because I don't want to read any of the takes right now." I'm good, bro. Well, the the trade the trade happened in the moment after the Nationals made the trade with the Padres, and I was just angry tweeting about how the Mets hadn't done anything yet, and it was starting to sound like they might not do anything. So I was already angry tweeting. And then I was like, you know what? I'm getting a little too worked up. I'm just going to, I'm logging off. I'm meditating. Don't bother me. And the next, like five minutes after I hit send out a tweet about meditating, the Rangers are like, hey, by the way, we traded for Ryan Reeves. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me with this bullshit right now. Gentlemen. Things could be better. Things could be better. Things could be better. We're in this together. We'll be back uh, next week. And I'll be 32 years old. Congratulations to me. 
Oh, happy early birthday, Thank my you. friend. Thank you. Old man, turning gray every single day. We'll be back next week. You can follow me on Twitter. Or you can follow Greg at Bush Break. You can follow Fitz at, is it Fitz GSN underscore? Nice. It is. Nice. It is. For the time being, who knows how long yeah, until the we'll Feds see. do another sweep. Yeah, the Olympics are going to get you, bud. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back next week. We love you guys. Let's uh, go thank our sponsors. Bye. This episode, as always, is brought to you by our Offer Sheet Club, the official Discord NHL Insiders of the New York Rangers podcast, the number one New York Rangers podcast, Blue Shirts Breakaway. That's brought, it's brought to you by Adam Cohen, Alex Gardner, Amber Cohensberger, Ben Waters, Ben Weber, Biggie's Malone, Brian Doyle, Broadway Blue Shirt Bleeder, Chris Finelli, CJ Stellwagen, Daniel. Oh, man, Daniel, you're new. Daniel Day. Who? Oh, no, Daniel. It's a, It's got a J in the middle of it. Destune? Just, oh, Daniel messaged me how to say this. I am so sorry. Uh, De, I'm going to say it for real. Daniel? Dehunis. I'm fucking terrible. A lot of F-bombs on the show recently. Uh, David Naranen. David Siegel. Dennis Dykes. Eric Stagg. George Obrinsky. Give Gartner a cup. Ja- Jake Berkowitz. Jarian Marquez. JD. Jimmy Mack. Chris from Florida. Christoph Berg. Lazik. Gronkowski. Lucas K. Matthew Kine. Pavel Kojarev. God damn it. Steven told me how to say his name through text message, and I didn't get rem- I didn't remember it because I know it's Steven. Okay, got that part. I think it's Lohmeyer. Lohmeyer? Lohmeyer. Might be Lohmeyer. I should, break, I should read the text again. Stig Bull, Swingart, The Drop BK, Tommy O'Neill, Legendary Toyer from Manhattan, Vinny Bracco, Vinny Hay, and Will Spector. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast. Thank you so much for supporting us. And I hope you have a great time in our insider chat where we talk about all the latest rumors and trends of the New York Rangers every single week. We'll be back next week. We love you so much. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back on, well, we'll be back later on BSBOT, especially if something else happens this week. That's come out on Thursday morning. See you then. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.